What is up? Welcome to the commencement. I'm Zach Roth. I'm here with Alex Grossman. What's up? Uh, we have a special guest on today. He was on a, our podcast episode a while ago, but he's back. Ethan Harrison. How's it going? How's it going? Um, so I'll turn it over to Alex to talk about what we're going to do today. Yeah, so we really have lots of relevant stuff going on in baseball, basketball, and football. So we're going to go through all those today. Um, we'll start with some basketball talk, which will just be me and Ethan. And then the three of us will do the other two sports. So for NBA, let's each go over one team that we think has overperformed and one team that we think has underperformed so far this season. So let's start with, let's start with overperformed. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, you want me to go first? You can go first, of course. So my overperforming team is in the East, and that team is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, they're currently sitting at nine and eight. And while I do like the pieces of Jared Allen, I love the draft pick of Evan Mobley. Sexton is out for however long. Garland is not the kind of point guard that will be able to carry that front load. I do not like that Isaac Okoro pick at all. I don't think that Mobley and Allen will be able to continue and help sustain this team and keep them in the playoffs because they're currently sitting at that eight seed right now. And I see them dropping to the bottom five of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, um, I completely agree with that take. And I think this sort of happened last year, too. I remember I was watching a game. Um, it was Cavs versus Nets last year. And Sexton went off and Cleveland won. It's and, that kind of thing. And I Cleveland. thought they were, like, going to be a playoff team after that. Agree. But it they was like such a weird where it's like – one dude on that team is just going to go nuts and they'll help them win. But that's not sustainable when yeah. we're looking at a, like a playoff format. And I misspoke. They're actually nine and seven right now, sitting at the six seed ahead of your Knicks. That is true. <laughs> um, well, I, I guess I'll take the obvious pick. I thought you were going to go with this team, the Wizards. Um, I don't have anything against the Wizards. In fact, I like a lot of their players, but, you know, they're first in the East right now. Um, they are sitting at 10 it's and not, It's not sustainable. You know, if that's, that's the word you want to use. Um, you know, I felt that it was definitely possible that, like, they could be considered overperformers. But when I see a team like that, that just watching them play, it looks like they've already gelled so well together. I don't see them dropping far. I see them being in the top six in the playoffs. Whether that's a hot take or not, I don't know. Um, it's pretty spicy, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely see it. I don't 10 and four. They're, it's over a 700 win percentage. That's incredibly high right now. Um, but I, I do see them dropping. I don't know how much. Well, and what's weird to me is Beal and Dinwiddie aren't even playing that well. Absolutely. I'm actually going to so, take a look at I don't know right where now. these wins are really coming from. I mean, Montrez Harrell um, is their second leading scorer with yeah, like 18. He's been great. Dinwiddie's averaging 15. Kuzma's averaging 14. Caldwell Pope with nine. Gafford with nine. Rowland Neto's averaging eight, five, and three. It's a team effort. It's a team effort. Um, I think at the end of the day, you know, the Bucks, the Hawks, some other teams 
will pass them. Um, I, I think it's tough to see them finishing top six in the East. There, there's a lot of solid teams. I completely agree. One thing to be noted is Rui Hachimura has to come back. He is a top pick for them in the previous draft. And he if he has developed the way they have hoped he could develop, they could continue this trend and we can see how this goes. And their big three could be Dinwiddie, Beal, Hachimura with a previous draft pick of Corey Kispert playing well with Montrose Harrell playing well. And also well. Thomas Kuzma, Bryant. Thomas Bryant. Gafford has been playing well. It's just a bunch of guys that I think together are really gelling right now. And if there's a time to do it, it's right now at the beginning of the season. I mean, they've beaten teams like the Hawks. They've beaten the Bucks. They've beaten the overperforming Cavs. They are currently losing to the Heat, but we'll see how that goes. So now give me your underperforming team. We did mention them briefly, but my underperformer, and it would be obvious to me if I went with the Bucks, but they are also in the East, and it's the Atlanta Hawks. This is a team that I think going into this season, after making the conference finals and putting up a dogfight, I think we were all expecting like, okay, this team could be legitimate they don't look it in any sense of the way they look lost on the court. They're just chucking up threes and it's, they're a fun team to watch, but they look like they don't have a leader. And that's the thing about the Washington wizards to me, a team, a guy like Bradley Beal, who's kind of been through the thick and thin of it can help lead that kind of young gelling team. But I mean, I love the roster of the Hawks. You have Trey young. I love Deandre Hunter. You have Bogdanovich or Kevin Werder. I mean, John Collins is great. Clint Capella is great. Cam Reddish is good. Like, they have a depth that no other team really has, and they are not performing in any sense of the word. Yeah, and I think they're really being tested now because I, I I at least felt like in the playoffs, just everything seemed to go in, right? Every shot, um, everything they would do just seemed to work. So they're being tested now. It's like... When your shots aren't going in, when you need leadership, when you need, you know, all of these things, is that going to happen? So, yeah, I mean, Trey is shooting 37% from three, which is good. So, you know, we're expecting a little more of Trey, which is crazy, but, you know, he was kind of doing that in the playoffs, but he's averaging 25 and nine assists. Uh, maybe you're expecting more from Bogdanovich, who's putting up 12. Um, Capella's putting up 11 and 12 rebounds. Gallinari, Lou Williams is averaging six. You know, it's weird to ask for more from the Hawks because they are still a young team that we could see still meshing and doing well, but they're currently sitting at seven and nine. And the only teams that are ahead of are the Magic, the Pistons, and Pacers who are, in my opinion, the three worst teams in the conference. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty Which is a pretty telling solid. story yeah. of the Hawks right now. You know, it's weird because I can't tell you what they can do to fix it, but something's wrong. Yeah. I don't know if it's McMillan or if he's even honestly their head coach because I don't know who their head coach is still. But maybe that's the difference here. So for mine, I'm going to go out West and I could say the Lakers, just like how you could have said the Bucks. 
but I'm going to make a very interesting pick here and say the Pelicans. Um, and right now they're sitting at two and 14. Now I'm not expecting this team to be top six or top seven okay. in the West, but I think they're going to jump a lot. They're going to get Zion back eventually. Um, obviously th- there's a situation where Zion battles injury the whole year and the Pelicans are like the worst team in the NBA. Um, but I think once you put Zion in there, you take the pressure away from Ingram and Valanciunas. And I think those three can really make something happen. I, I'm a huge Valanciunas fan. He's averaging 19 and 13 right now. Ingram missed seven games. So if he had played more, their record would be a little bit better. So we should remember that. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker is breaking out. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I really like him as a player. So I think just let's just wait. Let's not give up on the Pelicans. We'll see them in the playing tournament or, you know, around there. Um, would you agree with that? Or You know, when I first heard it, I, my knee-jerk reaction was, no, you're wrong. But when I think about the makeup of the Pelicans, Zion Williamson was drafted to be their star. He was drafted to be the one, the number one option on that team. While Brandon Ingram, too many, can be that option, he's currently not on the Pelicans to be that option. And in those nine games he's played, he's put up 24, 6, and 5. Those are great numbers. Oh, he's great. But if you add Zion to that mix, now you're talking about a, a duo that is really unstoppable. And Valanciunas, like you said, averaging 19 and 13, I mean, those are great numbers. Obviously, they'll go down with Zion. But who's to say that that team can't make a run and get back to the play-in level? I like their starting lineup. You know, Devontae Graham, B.I., Zion, Valanciunas, Josh Hart, Nikhil Walker-Alexander, like you said. Beyond that, I think they need a lot of help. Their depth is minimal to none. I mean, you're talking about guys like Garrett Temple, like Willie Hernan Gomez, like Thomas Sadoransky, Herb Jones. It, like, uh, I'm sorry. Jose Alvarado, I thought you played for the Phillies. Yeah, he very, does. I, I, apparently, I think, I think he's the new Otani. <laughs> or, I'm well, just, no, not a, he's, he's more having, like a Bo Jackson. I'm just confused. Like, Word. I don't um, know where all their money's going. If it's all in Brandon Ingram or they're saving it for Zion. But, I mean... Kira Lewis Jr. is getting 13 minutes. That's too much. That's way too much. Thomas Adoransky is getting 15 and a half minutes and averaging two points. Yeah, well, so they're the type of team that's going to need, always need production out of those main six guys. Exactly. So we'll have to see. Um, We will see. Can I ask, so if they are to make the playing tournament, with the guys who are the teams who are in the playing tournament right now, who do you see leaving? I would say, um, well, so it goes up to 10. Well, so the Thunder are in the 10 spot. Okay. I would drop them. I also think the Pelicans could pass the Grizzlies. And I think there is a situation where the Blazers trade Dame. Okay. And then they become interesting. You know, a lower team. That's interesting because so, I agree that the Thunder will fall out. Yeah. But I do have the Timberwolves going in. Yeah. A team that I do really enjoy. 
I, I could have said Timberwolves for underperformed. I completely agree with that. And I was debating doing yeah. that too. Yeah, it's a fun segment. So let's move on to some NFL talk. Zach will now rejoin us. Hello, and everyone. I'm back. So we're each going to make our updated playoff predictions, what we think will happen as of today. So we'll basically go through each of the eight divisions. We'll each say who we think is going to win the division. And then we'll go over as well if we think any of the other teams will crack the playoffs too. So we'll start. We'll start AFC East. I see we're all sort of on that page. So Zach, you want to start us off? All right. Um, Honestly, I mean, I think um, the the winner is pretty clear. I mean, for you know, for the past couple years and in the future, I think the Bills are going to have that division for a while. It's been the Patriots division. I think it's kind of shifted to the Bills. Um, they they have been falling off a little bit the, from their usual selves, but I think I think it's, the division's theirs. I would agree with that. I have the Buffalo Bills winning that division. I think it might be close, honestly, with the Patriots and how they're playing right now. Mac is hot. Yeah, and I was actually going to say I think they will be one of the three wild cards for the AFC. I have them as one of the three wild okay. cards for the AFC. They are my one of the wild card spots for me. So I'm going to agree that both of those teams will make the playoffs. You're not going to say that the Patriots. Where I disagree. Well, so here's the thing: the Patriots just went up ten nothing on the Falcons. I think the Falcons. They're Falcons are four and five. My point is the Patriots are getting the win tonight, meaning they they would essentially be tied for first after tonight. I know by win percentage they wouldn't, but. I'm, so I'm going to say the Patriots win that division. Bills are obviously making the playoffs too. I'm not going to doubt that. But I, I don't think that's a hot take. At this I don't think point. that's a hot I take. I really don't. I just think you, you, I mean, you, I think you underestimate there, there, There's a, there's a lot of football to be played. We still have half the season about and maybe a little less. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think, I mean, Josh Allen has been, He's been he declined a little bit. I, I will say, you know, he was phenomenal last season, and he's he's in a little bit of a slump. But I, I don't think he's a quarterback that's going. To, he he's one hundred percent going to rise. Like, and that team will that team will perform. It, they, I mean, they're they're six and three. It's not like they haven't done, you know, they haven't done Bill's things. But I, I think you, I really just think Josh Allen is that good that it it's it's a matter of time. They do the Bills, and this is what's pushing me over the edge over the Patriots. The Bills have a point differential of plus 145. No other team in the AFC has a point differential over 100. Well, they've had a bunch of blowouts 100% in those losses have been cut. So close, yeah. But so that's kind of the thing to me close losses and blowouts. I will say, I will say they have to play the Saint, they play, they play the Saints. They play the Jets. They play the Falcons. Um, I mean, they, have to pay, they do play the Patriots twice, which we should. I mean, for this for this division will be interesting. Um, but you know, we 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 got to remember like their their schedule. They they have the Jets. That's an, that's an auto. That's an auto win. Well, so I bet the Patriots still have at least one. Yeah. So let's let's Jets, see. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. So they are, mean, they both get that gift. <laughs> so you're calling my team a gift? Uh, Your just, team is a gift. Um, I mean, I don't know how yeah, the Patriots, the I'd Bengals, say, don't have it. The Patriots play the Titans. They play 
Um, that's like I said, oh, the so Bills they twice. don't have the Jets. They yeah. do not have the Jets. They have okay. the Dolphins. So I mean, maybe a little bit harder than the. Yeah, I mean, you're talking the about Titans, Bills, Colts, who I think is a good yes, team. Yes, the, Col- the Colts also play the Bills. Bills so. again, and then Jaguars, Dolphins are two wins. Yeah, it'll I be think, interesting. Yeah, it'll it will be close. It will be close. Yeah, so I, I guess it can go either way. I just, you know, we both have them in, in, in the playoffs. We all have them in the playoffs, both teams. So, yes. All right, on to the AFC West. Um, what do you I'll, guys? I'll go first with this one. From day one, every day since then, and today, I will say the Chiefs will win that division. I have not doubted them, unlike other people. And like I said from day one, the Chargers will follow as a wild card. I have those two teams making the playoffs. I have the Chargers winning the division and the Chiefs making the wild card. Interesting. I think, again, this is going to be a dogfight, just like the AFC East. I can see this decided by one single game. Um, But I do have both of those teams making the playoffs. I completely agree with you on that. I'm going to agree with Alex. I think – the Chiefs are too good not to win that division. Um, you know, Mahomes, like Josh Allen, has not been playing to Mahomes' levels this this season. But I, I, I just I think the division is theirs. I, I don't, I don't see a situation where you know they're not going to run away with it just because they're on a three game winning streak and they I think they're they're going to get hotter and hotter. And you know we we've we've seen just how good they have been. So it would not surprise me if the Chiefs won that division. I mean, sure. Yes, yeah. I'm sure. say that. All right. What do you want? What division would you like to move to? Go to AFC North. Sounds good to me. Uh, I guess I'll start it off. I think the Ravens are going to win the division, and I think it's going to be crazy close. I'm going to go with as my final wild card team the Steelers. Um, I think the Bengals will put up a really good fight. We gotta also remember there. there, I, there I don't is, like the Browns too much. There is at this the Colts point. too. Well, that that's your. I'm just, I'm just letting you choice. know. The Colts are but there. I'm I'm gonna say Ravens and Steelers make it okay. from that division. With the Ravens winning. Yes. Zach, uh, I'm gonna go with the Ravens winning. Um, and I do not have a team in this division as a wild card team. I am in the same exact boat. I have the Ravens winning. Whether it be slim or not, I don't know, but I think they win the division. I think for now – we I don't have a wild card team there. I think for now we can say that the, the Steelers and the Bengals are kind of putting up a fight in the division, but I think the, at the end of the day, the Ravens are going to run away with it just you know due to the talent they have. I agree. They've been dealing with injuries all, all season. All season. still fighting through it. I mean, that loss to the Dolphins does not look good in any sense. Yeah, but – you know, I think I think they're 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 gonna they're gonna fall right back. I think they I think that that inspires them more than sets them back. And you know, they they I think it's theirs. I agree. Right, so moving on to the AFC South, um, I have the the Titans win at division. I think that's a pretty much a, a. I would agree. Yeah, I don't think there's yes. really anything going on there. Um, and I have the Colts as my third wild card team. I also have the Colts as my wild card team. Interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if Carson Wentz is their quarterback of the future, but I think they've been playing well. I mean, they're at 500 right now, um, on a two-game winning streak, and just I, I think that you know, I, like I said in the beginning of the season, I'm a huge Jonathan Taylor fan, and I think he's carrying this offense. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're, they're just. Uh, that, that, that's my third wild card. 
I just see that with the Colts specifically, you're seeing Carson Wentz not play. I'm not going to say he's playing back to that MVP level when they did go to the Super Bowl, even though he was not that quarterback in the Super Bowl. But what you're seeing is his newfound success or old found success, really, with the play action again. You oh, know, yeah. You give Jonathan Taylor the ball. He's going to get you eight to ten yards on a single run. Every time. He's one juke, one catch, one move away from a touchdown. Every time he has the ball in his hand. And what that allows is for Frank Reich to get a little bit of the play action in there and have Carson Wentz some time, trick the defense a little bit, and Carson Wentz to throw the ball deep, and you're getting some good results from it. You know, they're sitting at five and five, second in the division, but no matter what, in my eyes, they're finishing second in the division. It's just really how close of a dogfight that AFC wild card is going to be because it's going to be close, whether it's between the Colts, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're talking about the Patriots or the Bills, you're talking about the Chargers and the Raiders, including the Broncos. I mean, there's a number of teams that are really going to be fighting for that AFC wild card spot. Yeah, I just I think at the end of the day, I, you just can't trust Wentz, um, you know, to win those games down the stretch. And I don't trust him. You know. I trust Jonathan Taylor. And just one thing about Jonathan Taylor before we move on. Um, at the, in a, an earlier episode at the beginning of the season, my hot take was that Jonathan Taylor would get 20 total touchdowns. He's at nine right now, and he is hot. So I don't think it's all too hot. That would be um, great for me. He's on my fantasy well, team. The, no, my fantasy team the too, general so. premise of your hot take is 100% true. So you do get the credit for that, right? He did, he is having this crazy season. That's you know what? So, I, he's he's, he's great. Know, and I, I'll give you that. And I think people kind of underestimated him. And now he's 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 getting that play. I, I, I've, I've loved him since the second he entered an NFL, an NFL gridiron. And now – He's showing that that's who he is. So, uh, shout out to Jonathan Taylor. You know, keep 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 pounding for my fantasy team. You know, maybe I'll draft you again next year. Maybe like a third round, third third of pick overall or something like that. I'm gonna make a request now. When we do the NFC, let's go reverse order of what we just did. So, like starting with the NFC South. Okay. Um. So yeah. So NFC South. Start there. Um, I'm gonna take only the Buccaneers in that division to make the playoffs. Yeah, I, 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 I think that. I think they're gonna win the division. Um, you know, obviously the Saints are only a game back right now, but it's gonna be the Buccaneers, and that's gonna be it for me from there. What I do you guys think? I agree. Um, I, I I don't think LASIK Jameis is good enough to um to to carry the Saints to a wild card. Um, and I mean, you know, on the contrary, Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. So, you know, you got that. They, the Bucks have that going for them. I also have to agree. I think it's pretty stone cold. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can make an argument for the Saints. You can make an argument for the Panthers right now. Um, I don't like Sam Darnold anymore, but I do like how they're playing with Cam Newton that last game, even if it is against an injury-riddled uh, Arizona Cardinals. <clears throat> but I do agree. I think it's solely the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of that division. All right, let's move to the NFC North. And again, I think it's only going to be one team. And I don't think there's much question yeah. who's winning that division. No, it's, pretty, it's the Packers. It's the Packers. 
Do you guys have anyone else? No, I, I unless the Lions can do something crazy. No, it's the, the Lions well, win I, a game. <laughs> I remember they still have yet to win a game. Just heads up there. They didn't lose last week, but they didn't win. <laughs> That's also a thing. I mean, that I mean their their win percentage is 0.056, guys. It is not zero. It's not zero. They could still go 0 and 16 though, because 17 game season, right? Oh, that's so depressing. They could go 0 16 and one, and their yes. win percentage will not be zero. So, yeah, that, that's weird how it works. Have like a that. lower win percentage than the Texans. Yes, the Texans won a game, and it was the first game of the season, of course. Anyway, we um, I think it. we're moving on to the NFC West. Yeah, and there I have. Three teams making it. So the division winner, I'm going to go Rams. I think they're going to overtake the Cardinals by the end of the season. I think once you get Odell integrated in that offense, you know, you get the team going, you get Vaughn Miller on the same page as everyone else, and they're going to cook. They're going to win the division. And then the Cardinals and the 49ers will follow, and they will both be wildcard teams. I'm going to agree uh, completely um, in that the Cardinals – no, I'm going to – yes, I'm going to take the Rams to win, um, Cardinals and then 49ers. I think the Rams are just too good on both sides of the ball. To I, I, I mean, I think they honestly have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. Like, they're just such a good team. Like, you know, Matt Stafford finally can show who he is. I mean, he didn't play so great last week. Um, but – yeah, they, they, I, don't, I don't think anyone's going to take them over. Uh, I agree with both of you. I have the Cardinals, Rams, and 49ers, and I have it in that exact order. I have the Cardinals winning the division. I agree that Matt Stafford can finally show who he is, who's playing lights out before these past two games, but these past two games have been ugly. Yeah, they have been ugly. I, I will. Shocking four interceptions or more. Yeah, no, I, I will agree. He has um, had a little bit of a he's in a, he's in a little bit of a slump right now. For whatever reason, the 49ers have continuous success against the Rams. I don't know why that is, but that's the way it is. Um, they are currently sitting at four and five. And an interesting fact about the 49ers right now, they're one and four at home. At home. They're three and weird. one away. I completely believe that they can figure that out for themselves and slide into a wild card spot, even if it is the last one. They have a very easy schedule. Yeah. So, you know, they have that in their favor. So moving on to the last division, that means that we all have one wild card coming out of the NFC East. We do. I actually now looking at it, I'm thinking that I might have to change that. And my wild card is going to come out of the NFC South before we start talking about the NFC East. And that wild card is going to be the Panthers. Mm. Um, I think once, um, once McCaffrey comes back and is integrated into the offense again, um, I, I, you know, as, as a Jets fan, what, what's up? Okay. As it's fine. As a Jets fan, um, I think, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not huge on Sam Darnold, um, but I think that, you know, he's, he's serviceable enough um, that with a good offense around him, uh, the team can, you know, they can, they can be successful and slide into a wild card spot. I don't think the NFC 
is that competitive other than the West. So I think they can take one. So NFC East, I think, I think it's going to come down to the last week in terms of who wins the division. I think we're going to see the Giants and the Cowboys battling it out. Call me crazy. I don't care. Um, I think the Cowboys will win the division. You know what? Maybe I'll revise that. The Cowboys will win the division by a couple games. Um, but I do have the Giants as a wild card team in the NFC. Do you think it'll turn it all the way around? Well, so the thing is right now, with the way the NFC is, the Giants are only about two games out of a wild card spot. Yes. Two okay. games. All right. I mean, you know, two games is two so, games. Yeah. Let's see what happens. All right. I'm I'm gonna agree. I I, I think Cowboys win the division, but like I said, um, I don't have anyone out of this division in the wild card. I am going to agree with Alex here. I have the Cowboys blatantly, blatantly here winning the division. I'm not sure what their record is, but they're playing their offense is on an incredible level right now. But I really like the Giants. And that might be a little biased leaking out. But you're talking about the return of Kenny Galladay, the emergence of Kadarius Tony, the comeback of Saquon Barkley. We have so many O-linemen that have been hurt and are coming back. You know, the defense is finally playing back up to that level. You know, you're talking about our middle linebacker, the star of that defense, Blake Martinez, tearing his ACL and being out for the season. And then for the past three games, we're not allowing as many points as we once were. You know, you're talking three to the Panthers, 17 – I'm sorry, 20 to the Chiefs, and 16 to the Raiders. Those are three good offenses. I really like the way this Giants defense is playing. I'm really hoping that Jason Garrett can help Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, help them all break out and give Danny Dimes some dimes. Daniel Dimes. Daniel the Goat, I guess, as you can call it. Daniel Jones. Sure. Go ahead. So, yeah, I'm with that. Let's Woo! do it. I'm not. And I, and Let's I, do it. And I, and I can't say anything about the Jets. Notice how they were not talked about except for the fact that they were an auto win. Um, <laughs> that is the only we, context. You know, right now we're, we're slumping. Um, I'm going to say I've said it and I'm going to say it again. When, when Joe Namath dies, the Jets will be good. Um, I do have to say the Jets play the Dolphins and then the Texans. Well, that's two win. That's two losses. I mean, and the Jaguars, and then the Dolphins, and then oh the yeah, Jaguars. I'm going to the, the toilet bowl. Um, everybody, if you see me on TV, you know, I'll be what there. Is that? It's the Jets Jaguars, December sixth, twenty sixth. Calling it the toilet bowl. Anyway, let's move on to baseball now. Um, Our third sport of three. Baseball is heating up. This off season is going to be nuts. So far, um, what we've gotten gotten so far, where people have gone. So yeah, there have been a few moves. Um, Unfortunate for me as a Mets fan, we'd say goodbye to our favorite Noah Syndergaard. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too big a fan of him, but you know, he gave us some, gave us some great wild card games. You know, we can't really say that he's given us more than that, but you know, no, I, I'm all on the. Angels hype train right now. Yeah, I, mean, I I want to see Trout and Otani in the playoffs. I agree. I want to see right. Trout win. I one hundred percent. I just and I actually like the move of picking up Cindergard. It's a one year deal, which I agree with. 
That deal is $21 million. In my opinion, for a guy that hasn't pitched in two years, it's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I mean, 19 was a lot of money that we that we offered him. So exactly. I you know, I mean, let's see how he does. I mean, he's a great pitcher. Um, he's I do hope he performs and he can help be the ace of that Angels team. He's been he's been throwing a lot. Like I you know, I follow him on Instagram and I see a lot of what he does. He's you know, he's he's training hard, he wants to do it, he wants to come back. He wants to show that, you know, he can do it. And you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll power to him. You know, I'll, I'll root for him because, you know, I, I love Trout. I love Otani and I root, for the, I root for the Angels. So, you know what? Absolutely. You know, let's see. Let's see. Let's see him do that. And you also have Justin Verlander going back to the Astros on a one-year $25 million deal. Is that what the deal was? I believe so. I don't I remember the exact a, number. I believe it was a one-year um, deal, though. Yeah, I'm not too surprised by that. I didn't really know what to make of his free agency, honestly. I, I did see Yankees rumors, but I wasn't I wasn't completely, you know, about that. I feel the same so. way. I thought it was going to be between the Astros and the Tigers. I saw a potential reunion there. Yeah, the Tigers have the money. But you know what? The Astros pitching was great in the playoffs for some reason, but they need a star in that rotation. And if Justin Verlander can be that star – they're in a good place to compete again next season, even if they lose Correa. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about these seven big free agents that we have previously written down. Um, we'll start with Correa. What's your prediction? So I have Carlos Correa going to the Detroit Tigers. I have him going there on a seven-year deal. Seven years. Yeah, you're talking around, I would say, honestly – 280 million so around 40 million dollars a year which might sound crazy but this is a guy that just won a gold glove for the first time in his career led all position players in war this past season and honestly carried that houston astros offense in the regular season i see him getting the bag i see him leaving the astros and i think it makes for a really interesting detroit tigers team yeah, um, I honestly completely agree. There's the AJ Hinch factor. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, the Tigers are on the rise. They have great prospects coming up. You have, you know, some solid players at the major league level, and I think they'll they'll give him the money he wants. And Absolutely. I think at at this point, you know, already having won a World Series, um, he's not necessarily just looking for the best team, right? Would you guys agree yeah, with that? I, I agree. do agree with that. And that's a good point to make. But I think the Tigers are coming up um, and they've got a lot of young talent. And hopefully, you know, if he does sign, a, like Ethan said, a seven-year deal, maybe the next seven years they'll, they'll pull something together. I completely think they will. I mean, the guy is 27. Yeah, he's, he's still young. He's still okay. got a, I might have gotten He still has a lot of – That sounds young. right. Zach will fact-check that for us. He's 27 years old. Let's go. Amazing. Amazing work, Ethan. <laughs> Born September 22nd, so, 1994. Yeah, which so, Zach, are you agreeing with the I Tigers agreeing. pick? I think, you know, I think he's going to go back and play for A.J. Hinch. And What I do have to ask is if there's a second team for Carlos Correa, is it just the Astros? I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think he would go back to the Astros at that point. I don't – I mean, maybe the Yankees. I, know, I hear a lot of Yankees rumors for Correa, but I, I honestly, I think it's – 
I think he either goes back to AJ Hinch or stays with the with the, with the Astros. Like I don't really see him. I completely agree. I don't. Yeah, think I really... I really can't see anything else. I, exactly. <laughs> I can't. I feel the exact same way. So like I the... I was like I was about to say Phillies. But I love that. You try to picture him wearing red. No. Doesn't work. It's I like, feel like it's got to be white, black, like yeah, blue. I mean, that yeah. dark navy for yeah. the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm also like, I don't know. I don't feel like the, I feel like the Phillies are not a team that spends the bag on middle infielders like that. Like I don't like who. Like when was the last time they spent the bag on a middle infielder? Uh, maybe they will. I would like. Like here's honestly, the thing they. They just got the MVP this year, right? Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, they just did. Like, literally just yeah. did. Yep. So, yeah, let's move on to our second one. Um, we actually have eight that we're going to go over. Second one, Trevor Story. I think there's no question he's leaving the Rockies. I agree with that completely. Um, you guys can go first for this one. So, it's interesting that you brought up the Phillies. I have Trevor Story going to the Phillies. And it sounds weird because, like you just said, when was the last time you heard of the Phillies going for that middle infielder? But remember middle infielder, that one MVP for them, Jimmy Rollins? I mean, I think if you add Trevor Story to Real Nudo, Bryce Harper, and Trevor Story, I mean, that's an incredible trio. Maybe Reese Hoskins plays well. McCutcheon is still McCutcheon and still batting somehow. Segura. I mean, maybe Alec Bohm can go back to that rookie year and have a great average. I mean, that's a team that could really make a push for that wild card. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, now that you say that, I see that 100%. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. I really like that. I, I didn't really have a landing spot for him. I wasn't really sure where I would put him. Um, I mean, I kind of just – my take was going to be anywhere but Colorado. <laughs> um, but I think now that, now that you – now that you say it, I mean, I, I really think like they they ha- I feel like they have the money. They don't really pay. They're not really paying them. Well. I mean, sure, uh, but he like that could work. I think he, you know that that those four guys. I think that adds a lot. That, to that really offense. does. It really does. I mean, he and he's and he's a player that can do everything. Yeah, like he has know, great. He's good defense. He's got all the tools. He can hit for power. Remember, I said a seven. Otani's a seven tool player. He's a five tool player, but. Back to the five tool Yeah. Alex? So here's what I think. Don't say the Yankees. I my second landing spot for no, Trevor yeah, Story I, is I, the Yankees. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something you haven't thought of. I think he is sick of losing. I think he likes being out west. I think he's gonna go with the Giants. Oh wow. Because I think their Giants are gonna lose Chris Bryant. They're looking for that star to replace him. Story can play second base. He can even play the outfield if you know he he does he has done that in the past. Um, so you, like you, they do already have a shortstop, obviously. So I want to see that. that I want to see what he could do there. Like as a Dodgers fan, I hate it, but as a no, I, I, fan, I like that. I th- I think that could work too. Like there are a lot of places for a lot of guys <laughs> that you know you don't see until you hear it, and then once you hear it, you're like. Oh, but yeah, that could work. I absolutely. All right. So the next one we have up is Corey Seager. I will go first and say that he will be the next New York Yankee superstar. He will be joining the team. 
we need a lefty. We need contact. We need, you know, one more star. Although I didn't think we did, but apparently we do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you have too many stars. Get rid, of that. Get rid of it. Let's go. Blow it up. Well, if you're... All right. Well, we, we could discuss that later. Um, I think... I think he just fits really well. I think he'd be great. I have Corey Seager going to the New York Yankees. It breaks my heart as I have his jersey, and he is one of my favorite players in baseball currently. But you're talking about a guy that fits in way too well with the Yankees. You're talking about a lefty. You're talking about a guy that in his playing time has hit for over 300. You're talking about a guy that gets injured pretty often. Doesn't that sound like a Yankee? Yeah. I mean, it just all glues together. And completely honest, I know he loves L.A. and wants to stay in L.A., but he's the kind of guy where you give him the bag, he's going to chase it. And honestly, I don't blame him for it. He's a quiet guy. He's not going to be intimidated by the New York media. He's not going to be intimidated by Derek Jeter comparisons or whatnot. You know, he's playing that shortstop position for the New York Yankees, but I don't see him being intimidated by the spotlight whatsoever. All right, Ethan, I'm going to make you happy. Mercedes goes back to the Dodgers. Um, I, as much as I see him fit for the Yankees, I, I, it pains me to say anyone good is going to go to the Yankees. And I think the Dodgers will give him whatever it takes. Um, I mean, like it's going to be a bidding war. We know it is. Um, But I think like he's been so good for the team and he's, he's led them to so much success that I, I don't, I don't see them giving him up. Like, it's just like, like, why would they? I mean, you know, unless, you know, the Yankees really give him a crazy bag that, that the Dodgers don't want to chase. I, I don't see them. I don't see, I don't see him leaving. I really don't. I pray for that day. That's all I can say. So now our next one up is Marcus Semyon. Who would like to begin? I am going to say that the Chicago White Sox go all in. Whoa. They kind of need a second baseman. Um, yeah, I don't, and I don't see him being the long-term guy anyway. And I think you add Semi into that lineup, and it's unstoppable. That's a World Series. That is a World, World Series. Series. You don't need a great rotation no. to make the World Series. And they don't have a bad rotation. No. They do not at all. I, do, you, do you think he gets a long contract? Like a long, like it was. Well, like so the thing, he, he's a little deal type of deal. He's thirty-one. It's like a five-year deal, like or maybe four. Say like four years. I don't think people are giving him much more than that. I I could be wrong. Um, see four-year, one hundred twenty. Yeah, in that range. What do you guys think in terms of where he's going? Go ahead. I have Marcus Simming going to the Seattle Mariners. I think a team that's up and rising like the Seattle Mariners with all of those young guys getting a vet like Marcus Simeon makes way too much sense. You're filling a hole at second base with the best second baseman in baseball. You really yeah. want, you can play him at shortstop. He can do both. I think it makes too much sense for them. I see them giving him the longest deal. Therefore he goes there. That might be a five, six-year deal. Um, if I'm the Mariners, 
he's the guy I'm going all out for. Yeah, um, I hate being the guy that's like, oh, I'm going to follow, but I, I've, I, you know, I, I, I think I, the white, the White Sox was interesting. I, I never thought about that, um, and I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, kind of formulate where, where, where I'm, where I'm going to stand. Um, I was on the Mariners train, and honestly, the that's the, the White Sox is a very interesting take. I just, I don't know if they're. I don't know if they're going to do that. Like they, I feel like they're one piece away, like one really good piece away. And he is that really one good, that, that one really good piece. But I feel like the Mariners have more money to spend. And I feel like they're, they're going to, they're going to outbid him and, and, and take the, take him. So no one believes that he's staying with the Blue See, Jays. That was also something that was on my mind. I just, I don't know. I feel like he wants, like, I feel like, there are more rumors against him staying with the Blue Jays than him actually doing yeah, it. Like I don't, I feel like I don't think they're they're not going to offer him as much money at the end of the day. I just think they have way too many guys to pay. I understand that. If I I did have a second option, and I was looking over that option just to make sure and see if it would work. And this is kind of like a White Sox take. I think if the Brewers got Marcus Simeon. That would be an incredible pickup. Yeah, I don't know if I see him as a brewer though. For some it's reason, not I see him as a brewer. For some reason, I don't see yeah. him. Like uh, they, they do need a bat. They need a I, bat. I bat. feel like move him to shortstop. I feel like he just worked with a Mariners jersey. I don't know why. I agree with that, but you know, it's that blue green kind of thing because he was on the A's and the J's. A's and the J's. I thought about him going back to the Athletics, them giving him a good deal, but. I like that. Mariner, really I like the Mariners way too much. I, I don't think the A's are spending money. I don't think so. Either. They're not. I think they can restart. So next up, we got Max Scherzer. Um, and I, I would want to make a hot take, but I think at the end of the day, I think he's he loves being in L.A. I think the Dodgers are just where he's going to thrive the best. He's going to have a great shot at winning a World Series. Um, and I'll be boring and say he stays. I have him going back to the Dodgers. I think they're going to give him a long deal. Five, five-year deal, maybe. That's that's a little risky. It isn't is a little risky. Little, I completely agree. But, you know, you've seen the Dodgers do it before. And a lot of the Dodgers pitchers just seem to just age well. They get a little injured and beat up but you never see them really lose that mojo that they have. And I think it's a boring take, but I genuinely don't see him going anywhere else. Um, so I really want to, 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 to just throw a, a wrench in this and have a hot take, but I'm not going to do it. I, I, I really want him on the Mets and I, it's not going to happen. I, I know it's not because he wants to play in the West. Um, you know, he, he obviously, I mean, he has a need to win, but he probably wants to win. Um, he wants to win now. You know, he's old, and maybe a couple more rings, one or one or two, um, which people don't see the Mets doing. I do, but you know, I'm I'm a I'm a terrible New York fan. Um, and you know, as much as it would be really outstanding to just throw him in there with Jacob Degrom, it's not going to happen. So I'm going to go with the obvious, and I think he's going to resign with the Dodgers. I think the next one is pretty obvious. Unless you guys disagree, I'm going to say the same thing about Freeman, that he will return. 
He is Mr. Atlanta. No, yeah, he's, he's staying in Atlanta. He's staying. I, he's, he's completely staying. I mean, I'm just very, very he just upset. won. I'll be very upset if the Braves do not give him the money he deserves. He has been yeah. considered underpaid for this entirety of his last contract. He deserves a six-year, $200 million deal. He's, I think he is, the, in, in my opinion, as a Mets fan, as much, I mean, as much as I hate the Braves, there have been a couple players on the Braves that I've just envied, just loved for my whole time. He is one of them. He's just, he's, he's a great guy. He, he wins. He's, you know, he's great on and off the field. Clubhouse, Clubhouse guy. Um, another one of those guys with chipper. Um, just, yeah. So, okay. Moving on. So I think the next guy on the list is Chris Bryant. And I think that we're going to have some ranging takes on this. Yes. One. I think, I think so too. All right. I'll, I'll go first. Um, this is the one guy I'm going to say goes to the Mets. Um, I don't think it's that hot. Um, he, the Mets are in need of a third baseman. Um, we're kind of like iffy on that subject. He also can play the outfield. And I think those are the two positions we kind of need right now, third base and outfield. And we've got McNeil who can also play both of those positions. And I think if you kind of merge the two of them, you got an outfielder and a third baseman. Um, I, they obviously have the money to sign him um, for, you know, a mid-year deal. I'd say four or five. Um, and I think he's a great addition to the lineup. Another bat can't hurt. Um, and yeah, that would just also strengthen that infield that's just getting better and better with hopefully we resign Baez. And then we've got Lindor there too, Alonso. Yeah. That would be a very good infield. I have Chris Bryant going back to the Giants. I think that after losing Buster Posey to retirement, you're looking for a guy to pick up that offensive firepower. I don't see Brandon Crawford recreating the kind of season that he had. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandon Bell, I think he actually just accepted the qualifying offer, so he's probably going back to the Giants. But you're talking about a team that is craving offense right now. Yep. And Christopher Bryant was getting paid $18.6 million. Christopher Bryant. Had to say it. Needed to say it once. He's getting paid $18.6 million. Give him a six-year, $20 million deal. Make it a needed 20. If you really want, make it 22 and a half a year. I'm I mean, for it. I could see the Giants and would think it's smart of the Giants to lock up Chris Bryant as your superstar for the rest of the decade. That's what yeah. I want to do for the Mets, so we'll see. I'm going to go with something spicy. All right, let's um, hear it. Like, like, so, like, 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 hold on. Like, how spice? Like, give me a hot sauce that compares. Before you start, I I don't know many hot sauces. Okay, then don't then don't um, give me a hot sauce like compares. I would that would be an utter failure. I'll tell you <laughs> that. Um, so you guys had the Phillies getting story. Are you I saying that Chris Bryant would go to the Phillies? I don't think that would be crazy. I think it's a Bryant ended up playing a lot it's of a outfield. Not that bad. He, listen, he played a lot of outfield last year for the Giants, right? Yeah, I think he's going to keep that going. The Phillies could really use another outfielder. Um, and I think it's sort with Harper and Real Muto at the ages that they are and Wheeler, you got to win now. You have to do it now. You have to go for it. And nothing's better than a guy like Chris Bryant. 
Do you think he plays center field consistently? Yes. Okay. And he did plenty of that for the Giants. He did. Yeah, absolutely. Which started, I was a little surprised by. Started plenty of games for the San Francisco um, Giants, and that is a hard baseball park to play center field. Yeah, I think like he's fully capable. And I, I don't know, like, if Bohm is going to be their full-time guy or if he's going to sort of struggle. So stick Brian at third some nights. Or at first, if Hoskins is a night off. Um, he's, a, he's a very versatile player, which I like. Which I think that the Phillies would really value right now. Hoskins yeah. is on and off with injuries. Bohm did not look good last season. You need a center fielder, outfielder. I, I see it as a fit. I, I really do. I really do, too. So we have one more on the list. It is Robbie Ray, who won the Cy Young this year, which I disagree with. But you disagree with. We don't have to discuss that now. You think Garrett Cole? Um, yeah, he, he didn't say anything. I'm, I'm going to go with another spicy one ooh, for Robbie Ray. Ooh. I think this is another team that's just going to keep on going all in. They're going to keep bringing in talent. They want to win another World Series. It's the Braves. Whoa. Wow. wow. They're going to do it. They're going to have Robbie Ray. They're going to have Soroka. They're going to have Freed, Anderson. Um, I'm not sure if Morton is signed for one more year. If, I believe he's a free agent. I believe he's a free agent, but I have not um, heard much word on him, so that's interesting. I just think with, with what they did at the trade deadline, getting four outfielders, they clearly are willing to bring in talent, take risks, Go for it. Yeah, go um, for the gold, man. I see them giving Robbie Ray, you know, three or four years. Um, and, you know, just hope for the best and try to recreate another championship team. Um, honestly, for me, I, I don't I don't dislike that take. I think that could work. I mean, I dislike it from the purpose of being a Mets fan, but I, I, I don't dislike the take. Um, I honestly think he's going to go back to the Blue Jays. Um, I, I think they'll give him what he wants, you know, get, given the, the year he just had, I mean, they, he literally led the league in everything and that they, they don't, they, they're going to get, they're going to give it to him. I think they also want to win and he can do that for them. This was arguably the most difficult one for me. Um, I do see it likely that, you know, he ends up going back to the Jays. And then you're talking about, after just extending Barrios, you're talking about a Jose Barrios and Robbie Ray duo tandem, which would honestly be absolutely great for them. If I wanted to give a hot take for Robbie Ray, it would be the St. Louis Cardinals. Interesting. Um, you know, I've heard, a lot of, I've heard a lot about the Cardinals. I've heard them tied to Trevor Story. They don't feel like Paul DeYoung is the answer. You pair him back with Arenado. That's an interesting take. But I think a guy like Robbie Ray, another veteran pitcher who the Cardinals definitely love, a lefty, and then you you have a tandem of Jack Flaherty and Robbie Ray, a young guy and an older guy. I mean, after just making a push for the wild card, and now you have Bader who's broken out, Tyler O'Neill who's broken out, Arnado can have a full season that he's probably going to do better in. Tommy Edmond played well. Paul Goldschmidt played well. Wainwright was great. Yachty is still there. I mean, you throw in Robbie Ray into that rotation. I mean, all you're really hoping for, I guess, is more offense. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I just don't 
see the Cardinals spending a lot. I feel like they haven't really been that team, but they could be that team. They could, yeah. I don't. They are bad chasing management, but they did fire their manager because of a this philosophical disagreement about how they run the baseball team. I'm interested to see if that has to do with free agency. Yeah, I mean, that could work. I, I, I like that. I think that that's very interesting. Now that I now that I think about it, interesting, interesting. All right. So our last thing for today. Um, so Ethan, you're gonna give us a hot take about next baseball season. We have not heard this. No, we will react to it. Um, Blind reaction. Let's hear what it is. For the 2022 baseball season, okay. I think we lose half the season to a lockout. And it's a disappointing thing to hear. It, it is. And, I, and with the CBA coming out, I don't see an agreement being reached upon before December 2nd. I think there's too many ifs, ands, buts, what ifs. I just, I see it's a, been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been 26 years. And all these players, there's not one player that is playing now that was playing then. So, like, I just, I don't want it to happen, of course, in any sense of the way. Um, I'm hoping it's not for the entire season. That's why I went with half, because I just don't want it to be the full season. But I do see a walkout in some capacity occurring. I think. Well, I think it's a hot take. I think it's an unfortunate take. That's yeah. Yeah. I think. I think, describe it. I think that's, we're, we're that's you know we're, we're, we're thinking yeah. about this like you know we we you know we're all very hopeful for our futures. You know, all three of us. I think I'm the most hopeful. You guys are more like you know like all right, we're gonna do this again. I'm a lot more like all right. I, I think we're going the heading in the right direction, but I. You know, if we also if also if we lose half the season, it's like, oh, it's just like, you know, we're all looking forward to this. We're, you know, we're we're kind of in that like middle ground of like where you know there's no baseball, but there's also like all these big three sports going on. And then you know, we're all like, oh yeah, baseball's gonna come back like that. And it, if it doesn't happen, it's just like oh kind of like a like a sigh. Yeah. So it's definitely a disappointing take. Yeah, describe it. Unfortunate. Very. Yeah. But Something I don't want to think about. But. I don't either, but I do see yeah. it happening in some capacity. All right. I think that's all we got for today. Uh, thank you so much, Ethan, for, for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. I think that's all we got for today. Right, peace out. Peace.